So hello and welcome to the St. Eminence podcast. I'm Simon Carley. And I'm Laura Howard. And today we're going to do another critical appraisal nugget. So this week, what are we looking at? We're going to look at relative risk and absolute risk and also number needed to treat. Okay, so rura, arura and nunata. Sound good, don't they? Yeah, it sound, kind of makes a lot of sense. And these are tools that you can use um, in papers when you're doing your critical appraisal. But it's also a way of changing data that you might see in a paper from something which looks obscure and statistically weird into something which you can actually use in practice. And we go, should we give them the bottom line for starters? Yeah, why not? Okay, the bottom line is relative risk, absolute risk reduction and number needed to treat are all the same thing, but just expressed in different ways. And we're going to show you how that works. So I thought we could probably start with something like an example where we know that people who come through our department, say with acute myocardial infarction, say 10% of them are dead at one month. And then this new treatment comes along and it reduces the mortality to 5%. And we can express that difference because that would be like an amazing treatment, wouldn't it? It'd be pretty damn good. We can express that in different ways. So if we wanted to express that as a relative risk, what what kind of numbers would we get there? Um, so to work out our relative risk, what we need to know is the absolute risk in each group. And then we divide the absolute risk of the intervention group by the absolute risk of the control group. Um, so in this example, our relative risk would be a risk reduction of 50%. Yeah, because it's 10% before we started. And then when the new treatment goes to 50, uh, 5%, which is you know half, that's 50% reduction. So that sounds like amazing, doesn't it? Mm. 50% sounds so incredible. Okay. Let's do it now. Yeah, well, absolutely. So let's do that in terms of the absolute risk reduction. Mm. So absolute risk reduction is still the same numbers, 10% for one group, 5% the next. What kind of numbers do we get here? So here for absolute risk reduction, you do the absolute risk of the control group, take away the absolute risk of the intervention group. And so for us with these numbers, that's a 5% reduction. So same intervention, same drug. One set of numbers says 50%, one set of numbers says 5%. Confusing, isn't it? Not very helpful. What about the number needed to treat? So number needed to treat is 1 divided by ARR. Um, so in this example, would give us 0.2 times that by 100. So that's 20 patients to treat to get one positive outcome. Yeah, or the way I do it, because I'm, I'm not so good with the maths as you, I just do the absolute risk reduction divided by 100, get the same number, it's just moving the decimal point. But yeah, 20. So same intervention, same thing, three different numbers, one 50%, one 5% and one 20. Okay, so if you're a drug rep, which number are you going to use? 50%. Absolutely. And which is why most of the data that you'll see out there from drug companies, when people are putting things in adverts, will be all about the relative risk reduction. For me as a clinician, what's the, what, what, well, for you, what's the most important number for you? Number needed to treat. Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to get across here is that when you see something like a relative risk or an absolute risk reduction, convert it back to a number needed to treat because that's going to make a lot more sense. Now, just, just for fun, very, very quickly, let's just do that again, but change the numbers a bit. So say we had a 20% risk of death in AMI, new treatment comes along and it goes to 10%. So we just do those numbers again. So the relative risk now, we've gone from 20% to 10%. So the relative risk is? Uh, the same, so it's 50%. Okay, even though the results of the study are completely different, yep. the relative risk remains the same mm-hmm. and still looks good for your drug company. Yeah. What about the absolute risk reduction? So that's 20 minus 10, which gives us a 10% risk reduction. So that is different. And again, the number needed to treat now changes to 10 You get my point here. The relative risk is not the best way of describing these things. So as a clinician, so that's basically all you need to know about relative risk, absolute risk reduction and number needed to treat. So are there any caveats to us using things like relative risk, absolute risk reduction, number needed to treat? 
Yeah, so these are all tests that are applied when you have a control group and an intervention group, and your outcome is whether an event happened or not. They also need to be studied in time going forwards. If you're looking retrospectively, you need to use things like odds ratios. And we're not going to do odds ratios today. No. That's one for another day. So a couple of caveats, but I actually find this kind of data pretty useful when we're in journal club and we're in critical appraisal to take abstract statistical type stuff and to turn it into those number needed to treat, which is by far my favourite way of interpreting the evidence. Yes, correct. Okay, so more cans coming up from St. Emelins. Enjoy your emergency medicine. Have fun. Bye for now. Thank you.